Can I tell you a secret? Please don't do this. Mm. I was talking to an Avenger. Welcome back to a stark contrast where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. Hello and Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. 2023. Yes. Is here. Yes. Wow. We are back. We're back. (laughs) It's been a minute. Jeff and I haven't seen each other since last year. (laughs) (laughs) We've both been very... Busy. Busy. Mm-hmm. On top of that, well, I had a two-week break from work. Industry boy. Yeah, like I was like, I, I don't know that. what to do with this time. It yeah. got to the point where I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. I would legitimately forget that you were off. Yeah. I was like, wow, what is he doing right now? So I was, I literally <laughs> was taking the time. I was like, I'm gonna just, I can stay home. Yeah. I can clean my mind and clean my house and yeah. room, and just reset a little reset, bit yeah. and then you know yeah. i went hard new year's eve <laughs> we were just talking about this off mic and then after that i kind of just chilled and then i went back to work but then as soon as i came back to work die told me yeah Di just got back from, from a new, new york, york trip yeah um, thanks to uh hbo and yeah. the last of us so yeah she was that so yeah. we are Pushing the limit to <laughs> yeah. get this episode done. We are. We're going to stay on schedule. <laughs> we haven't missed uh, a drop date since we started and I don't, this show. And we don't plan to, even uh, when yeah. we leaving for two weeks. Yeah. In a couple, in, leaving for two weeks yeah. in two weeks. Yeah. So. So. Yes. We're going to we're gonna stay on track. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to we're gonna bring a couple of episodes to you back to back in our next session. Yes. But uh, before we get into all of that, of course, again, Happy New Year. Hope you enjoyed our Marvel mashup. Uh, it was basically our what we consider our our blooper reel it's of like sorts. End, end, of, end, of, end of the year, like wrap yeah. up yeah. of like Super top fun. moments, funny moments. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and backtrack and, and check that out if you haven't yet. And of course, our, our last episodes of the year, I think America Chavez was our last one for the new for 2022 i think so yeah and so um so yeah go back and enjoy those uh some uh happy patreon patreon news for the new year so i i unfortunately uh did not see the notification before we recorded the last episode speaking of so a thank you and a welcome officially to our new patron eve oh Who's joined the highest We Are Groot salute tier. Uh, so thank you so much, Eve. Welcome to the show. Thank we you. appreciate you and we your do. support. Amazing stuff. Uh, and before we get into our character study for this episode, um, do we want to chit-chat very, 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 very minusculely, briefly. Very briefly, About sure. the Ant-Man trailer. Official full trailer has officially <laughs> dropped. Ant-Man is in theaters one month from now. Wow. Looks insane. <laughs> Jonathan Majors is acting his butt off. <laughs> He's gonna. Kill oh my god, everybody. that guy is taking over this year. Yeah, for he sure. Is, he, I was like, oh wow. Mm-hmm. He was. I was like, ding. Like, because I know a lot of people are saying, uh, like, how do you even top a, a, an enemy like Thanos? You exactly. know, Infinity Saga. Right. And this trailer comes out, and I was like, oh, that's how you do it. 
like okay like kang is really that, that guy yeah and he's got so much on his side and you know of course as with all the other characters kang is one of those characters we're going to cover inevitably so yeah it, it's it's just that this guy's got time on his side he has the quantum realm on his side he has so many things on his side it's it's gonna be a feat things don't look hot for scott i'll say that right now (laughs) you gotta put that on a shirt because that's marvelous (laughs) yeah but i i i really i'm sure and i know people out there know like what his fate is after this film and i don't feel very secure for him and his future in the mcu i think this could be his last stop unfortunately but i'm down for whatever yeah i mean it has to happen paul rudd and jonathan majors are acting their butts off yeah yeah i don't know if i'm ready but we'll see so one month from now we'll we'll all be watching the the new film and we'll discuss perhaps even a character in our next episode but for today we do have someone very special and near and dear to Jeffrey's heart, Woo! one of his wifeys. Woo! And a reminder, we are not experts. We don't claim to be. We're just a couple of nerds nerding out. And Always. also, as a courtesy warning, this particular episode contains brief mentions of sexual assault and trauma. Oh. So please proceed now with that is caution. A first. <laughs> that is a first for us. So the, uh, with that said... Let's get into this episode's character study. Jeffrey's like, <laughs> shit, he's like fist bumping. Woo! Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. Also known as Hawkeye. Um, yes. And so, created by Alan Heinberg and Jim Chung. Kate Bishop's first appearance was Young Avengers number one, April oh, wow. 2005. And so I have the cover for you here. Um, I don't know if any of these characters are going to look familiar to you. Can you identify anybody in that picture? Is that... Well, I mean, I know like what their actual heroes are supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're <laughs> I know who heroes, they're based right? off of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so go ahead. Give me, give me a... I mean, me a there's thought. a young Hulk. There's Iron... I believe, Iron Boy Jr. <laughs> <laughs> a young Thor and a masked cat. And a mask. Interesting. Okay, so let me let me just. I mean, that's a fantastic evaluation because actually, you're very accurate and on point. So this is Teddy Altman, Hulkling. Hulkling. Okay. This is Patriot, who is known as Eli. Okay. Does that name ring a bell at all? We'll talk about him later. But Eli. Yeah, Bradley. Eli Bradley. You're saying all these the generic <laughs> names. Yeah. Okay. So oh, as God. Patriot, it's been a while. It's been a while. My, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, once we get there, you'll be like, oh, uh, Iron Lad. Iron Lad. Yeah. Nathaniel Richards. Okay. Yes. And then this is, do you have any idea? No. Billy Kaplan. Oh. Who is Wiccan. Billy. Billy. Why is he holding a staff and lightning and he has the, <laughs> so in the this, Thor wings? I know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to get too deep into that because that is a whole story on its own. Yeah. It's a it's a Billy episode. Um, but that is yeah, that that's him as as guardian. 
Oh, well, that's where it gets thrown <laughs> off. Exactly. Yeah, so that's him as, as Guardian before he becomes Wiccan, all that good stuff. And so, uh, but yeah, as you can see, even though this is Kate Bishop's first appearance, she's not on the cover. Yeah. Uh, this is really an introduction to this team and to this era of Avengers. And so um, when it comes to this issue, do you want to give a crack at uh, at how much this could be worth? Young Avengers number uno. Number uno. 2005. Yeah. They haven't really introduced some some of these characters. Mm Mm-hmm. And hopefully they make a movie out of these guys. I know. Let's go with a couple thousand. Not bad. This is the highest grade, right? Yeah. Highest grade? 9.8. Ooh. I'm going to go... (laughs) <laughs> 5700 5700 that's generous well Damn. that's not bad that's actually not bad so there is a there is a, a breakdown with this because you got to remember variants are all the all the rage right <laughs> <laughs> i'll say that 20 times over gross variants ruined me um so in 2005 they kind of really started to do many many more um but it was still early in the era so this one had a couple, there was a Wizard World exclusive in particular that sold very well. And so on short box, you could get a CGC 9.8 of event, Young Avengers number one for 600 bucks, which is okay. That's pretty decent. But again, you got to okay. remember short box is very much a collector's paradise. And so that's very like one collector to another. You're kind of doing each other deals and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but there is a Wizard World exclusive variant also a 9.8 CGC for $999. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you remember variants and especially ones that are like convention exclusives are a little lower in print. So they're worth a little more. Um, whereas on eBay, a CGC 9.8 for a regular for this one is $1,500. Oh. <laughs> and then closer to your your estimation, a Wizard World exclusive, also CGC 9.8 on eBay Seven grand. Seven. Seven grand. Seven grand? Seven grand. Oh, my so gosh. So how it jumps from one to the other, yeah. it's, it's kind of wild. I think I think one of the variants may have been colored, and the other one was black and white, and the black and white costs more, and, you know, there's all that variants, collector, man. collector jargon in there. But, yeah, this, so, so, yeah, you could you could go from six hundred seven grand on this, epi- on this episode, on this issue, and uh, the lowest is quite... A bit different. Um, you could snag a 6.0 on short bo- short boxed for about 150 CGC, and then 31 bucks for 9.6 on eBay. But that's starting. Sure. So you know who knows how far it would go. But eh, you, if you want this book and you you kind of love Kate Bishop as well as the characters that uh, show up in it, you could get away with a pretty decent copy for for very cheap. Uh, Lucy's start at about 75. So. That's it's under a hundred bucks. You could get a great first uh, appearance of this character, um, and get your collection started on a very strong start. Um, so, is this your first? Uh, yes, for sure. You'd never heard of her at all before uh, the show. No, I think it wasn't until obviously when the Hawkeye series was in development, and then that's when they said they were introducing. They were used. They were basing the show off of. What's that? What's the creators of that comic Matt run? Matt Fraction. Matt Fra- the mm-hmm. Matt Fraction run. And then mm-hmm. that's when I kind of started like, yeah. uh, with like vague, like 
slowly surface level like dive deep like oh like what 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 run is this about and then right. it's like oh okay interesting so, yeah. yeah and didn't they correct me if i'm wrong but when they started talking about the show and and the the production of it didn't they use those storyboards like and there was like jeremy renner's face was like likeness was used in the in the, the promotional art yeah but the the girl playing kate bishop was very kind of vague yes yeah because they hadn't they hadn't cast. announced or well, they hadn't announced it yes because i think i remember seeing rumors of on twitter saying that like yeah Haley steinfeld is gonna play kate bishop right and everyone was like what like yeah. no, we don't know that yeah but yeah, then yeah. it just kept growing and growing and growing until eventually i think feige mm-hmm. said it in the d23 presentation right during the pandemic i believe mm-hmm. yeah or it was like that digital one and yeah yeah the, yeah, the virtual everyone one. was yeah. like oh my god yeah 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 um and so yeah given oh gosh for me uh i think i did know her with young avengers okay in the background though like she wasn't at the forefront for me personally until a little later because even in this series she doesn't make a cover appearance until like issue five uh, maybe six and so she was really kept at, at bay if you will um nice. for, for <laughs> are you are you baying like being <laughs> i did it but now i am <laughs> oh man um yeah I, she she was kind of held back for me uh, for a bit and then she really surfaced with like many things you know like many people with Hawkeye with the fraction run that really did bring that character as well as Clint um, to the to the forefront you know and I couldn't even tell you exactly why you know what I mean like yeah because Hawkeye had been around for decades at yes. this point and and the fraction run was what 2012 or something very very yeah. i know that very recent yeah. yeah yeah and so it there was just something so special and so so spectacular about it that it really catapulted kate as a character and and kind of brought her into the the light of like no she really is hawkeye you know like she's not just a girl hawkeye or yes. hawk girl or something she you know I mean? is hawkeye yeah, yeah she is hawkeye and 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 so um before we get into all the nitty gritties, I'm going to start this with a listener comment from Amy Agassino on Instagram. Simply, why is she so perfect? I agree. <laughs> I was like, yes. End episode right there. I agree. That's it. She's yeah. perfect. <laughs> you love the MCU counterpart, of course. Oh, who yeah. We can formally introduce, of course, uh, Kate Bishop portrayed by Haley Steinfeld and Clara Stack as young Kate. Um, yeah, Ugh. she's a fantastic character. And so, uh, th- you know, I think that the contrasts from the book are, are probably going to surprise you a bit because as much as she has in, in uh, you know, sync with her MCU counterpart, she's almost very different too. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, any, I'll, I'll repeat it to anybody, like Haley really made me love her. Mm. Like I, I liked her before. I didn't like her so much in the beginning because of the fraction run. Like I'd like her much more in young Avengers, but when she gets to the fraction run, I was like, ah, come on. She gets, she's a little bit of a hard ass, if you will. Uh-huh. And so, um, with, with Haley's arrival in the MCU and how she's portraying her, it's, it's, she's made her so much more. She's made that aspect, those aspects of Kate from the books lovable like really lovable like it translates probably translates better on an actual human being rather than just reading it off the book yeah so so that's one thing but 
Catherine Kate Elizabeth Bishop <laughs> was the is the daughter of a Manhattan so socialite family. So uh, Kate uh, at her core is best described by Marvel itself, and they they've simply written it. Kate Bishop rejected family wealth and embraced a heroic path. There we go. Yeah. So she was basically a socialite. So yeah. she belongs to a very rich family. They're they're they they have investments in the city and they're well known, especially her father. Um and you know, right off the bat, her attachment to Hawkeye, Clinton Barton, it differs very much from the MCU. And so mm. um in this first issue of Young Avengers, you're introduced to Kate. This is the first page that she's in. And she only appears in the bottom half. And so um, there's <laughs> there's basically like this new group of what seems to be costumed superheroes yeah. appears. And J. Jonah Jameson is, uh, is <laughs> doing what J. Jonah Jameson does. Who are these kids? <laughs> what are they doing? Who are they? I need to know their names. And he immediately wants to undermine them and, and, and unmask them, if you will. And so there's this group of kids going around and they're dubbed by the press as the Young Avengers, even though they have no official affiliation with them. And so it so happens as this is all emerging, uh, Kate is attending her sister's wedding yeah. in New York City and they're being held at gunpoint for ransom and again, socialites. So they, they have this... The influencers. Wow. <laughs> they're all in this church, uh, you know, for this wedding spectacle. And they're being held hostage for their swag, their stuff. So they want the designer coats, the bags, the money, sure. whatever. So there's five gunmen. There's 200 people and guests in attendance. And they're all just like, well, what do we do? And the cops aren't, they're, they're trying to do their thing. Yeah. You know how it goes. In sweeps the young Avengers, quote unquote. They essentially save Kate and they save the day, more or less. The church catches on fire. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, she she was she she was inspired by that. You know, she she kind of you see layers of her character um, surface throughout the small panels that she's in, leading up into her full dialogue. Like she's like, why don't we do something? Why don't why don't we fight back? There's there's only there's only five of them. Let's do this. And so she actually ends up helping the young Avengers in their fight because she's so determined to yeah. like do something. Um, and so later, you know, she at one point is abducted and held for ransom by this zealist villain named El Matador. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> your wow. face, oh, your face is great. Yeah, who wow. we've seen in She-Hulk. Um, you know, she's then rescued by the Avengers, and so she's. That's the moment in the books that once she sees the actual avenging team, she's so inspired by Clint and by Hawkeye in particular because he's the only superhero that doesn't have superpowers. And yes. she can relate to that. She can be like, gosh, you know, like I don't have powers either, but I want to do something great. And he proved to me that I can. So Clint, that, it's at that moment that Clint becomes the blueprint of, of what it was that inspired Kate to be greater, as we hear with many of our, our superheroes. And so um, 
later on down the line, or actually, you know, and the the timeline is muddled here because this is one of those instances where, and this is where our trigger warning kind of comes in. Uh, This was a part of the character's origin that was written after her initial um, appearance. And, you know, like, again, like this is first Kate Bishop we ever see uh, is in Young Avengers. And so this was introduced much later in the books, but um, Kate's life changed during a jog through Central Park, which resulted in a brutal and traumatic sexual assault. Oh, gosh. And so they thankfully do not show anything. They don't depict it uh, visually, but she does talk about it in a very painful manner. And um, her survival from that incident introduced the suite of tactics that she would then learn and so like in the show you know as as we i watched the entire series right i saw yeah yeah and so in the show for a quick recap for those who have seen it and don't remember or just haven't seen it we were introduced to kate and she's she's inspired by seeing hawkeye fighting during the battle of new york York. Yeah. yeah in that and that's the point where she's like, I need a bow. <laughs> like the tiny I need a bow. I need a bow and arrow. And uh and she just kind of I don't know, like she just follows suit with her yeah. inspiration to learn karate and learn martial arts and learn all these different ways of protecting herself. Um and so in the books, you know, unfortunately that catalyst comes with that assault and and that's when she learns everything from archery to martial arts and 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 whatever she could do to protect herself so that she would never be a victim again so it's a much darker um you know basis for for kate becoming a a hero of sorts but uh she later has successful tenures with the teams including um the young avengers as we mentioned and uh later on the west coast avengers who we talked a little bit about in our america chavez episode and um you know she's had teammates all across the board and and then later on kate has opened up hawkeye investigations in los angeles (laughs) <laughs> so she's closer than ever, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> they better film here. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be actually pretty really cool, that right? Would be cool. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, of course. Again, Kate Bishop, portrayed by Haley Steinfeld, um, first and last seen in the 2021 Hawkeye Disney Plus series, created by Jonathan Igla, directed by Rice Thomas and Burton Birdie, with music from Christopher Beck and uh, Michael Paraskevas. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So let's 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 chit chat about MCU Kate. Here's what's hilarious about MCU Kate and then Haley Steinfeld. Mm-hmm. I've known of Haley Steinfeld before, but obviously I never really yeah. followed her. Same. And I followed her. I knew she was I know I knew she was in Pitch Perfect Three, which I didn't see. I didn't either. Yeah, but I saw the first two. Yeah, (laughs) obviously I I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, She was in Bumblebee, the the Bumblebee movie. That's true. I vaguely remember that, but I did like it a lot. And you know, and obviously she's also famously in in Dixon, Dickinson. Dickinson, yeah, Dickinson. So love Dickinson. And and I know she also has like a little bit of a pop career too, but Mm -hmm. I never really paid attention to that. Only because one, I'm a boy. (laughs) 
and I never really listened to like music's for everybody, Jeffrey. Well, I didn't listen to like to like that specific <laughs> yeah. like kind of generation growing up. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I didn't listen to like surprising. I didn't listen to Zendaya's Zend- music. Yeah. I didn't listen to Haley Steinfeld's music, yeah. but I listened to Hilary Duff back back then, <laughs> and 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 all that. Yeah. Or so I didn't, but I didn't listen to Selena Gomez. Were you a camp rock, camp no, rock kid? I, I didn't oh, grow. Okay. I, I didn't grow up a camp rock, mm. uh, camp rock kid. I was um, original like Disney Channel home movie, mm. like that that yeah, yeah. era. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, That's the Raven, like that that era. Was um, she a Disney kid, by the way? Speaking of, uh, or no? Yes, she, she was. was. Oh, really? I th- was it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think she, I don't maybe know. not. I could because, be because yeah, I, she did she did that film yeah. from way back when that that yeah. was the first introduction introduction I had with her. Oh, okay. Was uh, gosh, why am I blanking on yeah, it? Yeah, no. But yeah. Uh, so so I was familiar I was familiar with her, but I'd never really listened to her different types of forms of her different forms of work. Yeah. Um so then it was obviously Hawkeye, mm-hmm. well, obviously because I'm gonna watch the show. That's kind of where I fell in love with her as a just as an artist like like actor and what she's done for sure um and and the way that she plays kate like i think i was telling you this too like when we first when the show was first coming out like i don't know how kate is supposed to be because i never read you know that Mm -hmm. run of the comics or never really delved deep into who kate bishop is in the comics so me watching the show is like just first introduction to that character kate um, as a whole yeah. so then after the show it's like that's when i that's when i usually delve back into <laughs> die and i'm like was that accurate was it not yeah, yeah. and then i think it was like oh it was pretty well you said that like you said she was kind of like a snob yeah. in the matter fraction run yeah and then this in, in the mcu she's like she's likable like yeah. you you were rooting for her yeah um which is great yeah and i think that also comes with Haley steinfeld who, of who she is as, as an actress yeah yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I just quickly looked it up. So True Grit was, that's the one. That's, where, yes. Yeah. That's where so she. so that's when I was initially introduced to her as an actress. Okay. And so um, I did see that that movie and I did love her in it. I thought she was fantastic. And so it kind of jumped for me because I, I went from knowing that Haley Steinfeld, kind of, I didn't even know that was her name at the time. Like I knew her name. I didn't know who she was. Yes. And then I jumped all the way. It didn't, it didn't land. She didn't land with me again until Spider-Verse because she's also Gwen Gwen. Stacy. Yes. And so when she ended up getting the role of Kate, you know, and I'm one of those people who with, with at least with Hawkeye, when all the fan talk and all the fan castings were happening, Aubrey Plaza was such a front runner I do remember seeing that. That it was an interesting thought because like I hadn't really hadn't really invested in her, but somebody did an amazing like Netflix like composition. Oh really? Based on a Matt Fraction on the Matt Fraction run. And I was like, you know what? Aubrey Plaza would be (laughs) like totally very interesting. I was gonna say it would be an interesting choice because her sense of humor or her like the way that she like like her Yeah. Oh, like the way that she hits certain vernacular. Yes. You know, yeah. it would be a choice. It would definitely be a choice. And I, and I started to, you know, like mentally like put her, put her in situations with Jeremy Renner or even now, like if you, if you think back on, on classic moments from the show and putting Aubrey Plaza in it instead, I was like, you know, that would have brought a slightly more mature, yes. more deadpan 
very dry yes. version to the character. Yes, which is who Abby, which is I which is what I love about Audrey Plaza. Yeah. Like she's yeah. amazing. Exactly. And I feel like honestly, that version would resonate a little bit closer to the fraction one. Mm. A little bit because I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into that thought, but yeah, I at, so when 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 those fan castings were happening, I was like, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's that that'd be great. <laughs> and so not to say that I was disappointed when it when it ended up being Haley, but I was like, oh, that's actually I yeah. I see it. I like that a lot. And then the picture started emerging and I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, because of course, you know, some of the the fan castings of uh also included actresses that skew Asian American. And uh. so a part of me was like, that would be amazing. Like, uh. <laughs> let's do that. But no one quite fit the bill or checked all the boxes. And so um so when Haley ended up being officially the choice, I was like, yeah, I am I can I can hang with this. You see it? Yeah, I totally see it. And so it's nothing but grown since then. Because from the first episode, I was like, oh, man, I really like her. <laughs> she got me. Yeah, she got me. Like just the, the young, naive, yes. like, daughter of a, of yeah. a, of a wealthy yeah. family. Yeah. She's like, no, I want to yeah. be that guy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like I said at the at the top of her, her comic book origin, you know, like Marvel saying that she rejected the family wealth. And so they have these ways of, in the show, kind of playing to that nuance of, like, she she's reluctantly rich like she knows that she can afford things and she can she do things she doesn't want to take it she doesn't want to take it yeah. and like the whole you know the very first scene that she well she has as an adult with with her mother vera farmiga um yep. portraying uh you know eleanor bishop you know i'm canceling your credit cards and she's like yeah okay that's fine <laughs> yeah she's like what like this has happened every other month for her type of deal <laughs> which is an can... insane way of growing up because what yeah. the hell yeah exactly having having come from that that much wealth and still being so nonchalant yeah about destroying a, a bell tower <laughs> you know is is kind of wild but but yeah so you know um, in the series where we have this immediate introduction to the 22-year-old Archer uh, and the year is 2024. Um, and so this on the timeline of MCU, this is a year after people have returned from the blip. Got it. So <laughs> this, like the further we get into these new age of characters. We're slowly going to have to. Yeah. We're slowly going to like phase out like the blip aftermath. Exactly. And so we have to like remember what when all this stuff takes place. Like even now, like when it turned into the new year, I said to a friend, I was like, <laughs> I was like a oh, peak nerd here. I was like, do you realize this is the year that Shang-Chi and Falcon and the Winter Soldier actually happens? <laughs> Oh yeah! This is the this is the live timeline. So is, aren't we? Isn't this? Isn't twenty twenty three the year that the year yeah, the, the snap happens? The, the snap and no, the snap. It's happened. five years after the snap. Yes, this yes. is when everybody comes back. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like the year of of reawakening for Holy. all the MCU. So we're catching up to real time, but in Hawkeye, it is one year ahead, and so um, so yeah. Like we, we mentioned before, you know, she's the daughter of wealth. She Her present parent is Eleanor Bishop, who, since her first introduction in the series, yeah. has has come up from, from what seemed to be uh, money troubles between the parents and, and Kate, you know, not, young Kate not wanting to move and her dad tragically dying in the Battle of New York. Yeah. 
then, you know, along the way, her mother, you know, climbs up the social ladder. She does become similar to the stature she has and status she has in, in the books. And then mm. now they're just wealthy. And then she wants, she becomes a superhero. <laughs> like it's pretty cut and dry as far as that's concerned. But um, I think, yeah, I think my favorite, I think what sold it for me as Kate was when I guess she first like ran into Hawkeye mm-hmm. and then she's like, you're Hawkeye. Oh, you know, it's so great that you <laughs> say that because I wanted to show you this the first time she actually meets clint in the comics so she's initially i forgot which issue this is already but she's initially introduced to to hawkeye during his ronin phase right Uh, and so if you backtrack to our hawkeye episode which i believe was 15 or so um the whole reason why she even took up the moniker was because everybody thought clint was dead and it was after civil war during civil war and he actually took on another moniker, which was Ronan. And so she's introduced Ronan first. This is in the books? In the books. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I wanted to show you that when she finally goes to, she's, she's invited to what is basically the Avengers Mansion. And the first time she meets Clint face to face, unmasked, she says the exact same thing that she does in the series. <laughs> oh, And that's wow. this panel right here. And it's even the same framing is the same. And it's like, oh, you're, you're Hawkeye. Hawkeye. And I was like, ah, that's right. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it was pulled straight from the yeah. book. And I think, yeah, just her being so enamored of hanging out with him. Mm-hmm. And, but this is also, but this is during like the time of Clint being like, <laughs> I'm trying to move on from this, bro. <laughs> exactly. Like, I just lost my best friend. Yeah. I am, I need to, like, I don't want to be who I was when I was putting on that suit. <laughs> We're not partners. <laughs> Constantly. We're, We're not, not partners. partners. We're not partners. We're not partners. Yeah, he just, he's just, and then of course, you know, we're introduced to the fact that he's doing it because yes, he did just lose his best friend. He doesn't want to have to do this again yeah. and get the attachment of somebody. And then also with Lucky, <laughs> you uh, know, he doesn't want all these elements of people and things. He and just wants to get home. He just wants to get home to <laughs> home to his family, the poor guy, which is very reminiscent. It's like reverse home alone. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah. He's, he's gone and he wants to get home to his family for Christmas. Um, but yeah, I love their dynamic. I do. I thought, I thought it was a great match. They they work with each other and the chemistry is so, so good. It's there. It's, it's very there. much there. Yeah. yeah. You don't feel, it's not contrived. You really do feel like, even even to the point where when he's trying to get rid of her, you feel his pain. Like you, you feel how badly he wants to get rid of her, but also why he wants to do it so badly. Yes. And how he opens up to her. Because he's an Avenger. Because he's an Avenger. It's in his blood. Yeah. And so um, I really loved the puppy-like nature that she takes on with him. Which is, again, it's reminiscent of, of the books and, and yeah. how much she does look up to him and how much she does kind of like tr- like level with him. Like... Yeah, I'm a pretty good archer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Well, but I like how she's trying to brag about it, but not say like, right. I, I did it because of you, yeah. but she's like, I'm pretty good though myself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she's got the swag. And yeah. so uh, I, I don't remember what episode it was, but it, it was similar to something in the books in that he even, you know, like says to her, like, you know, it's like, consider yourself the second best archer in the world or something. <laughs> yeah. And I she goes that. like, second (laughs) you know like and they're always kind of on that level uh that uh, that balance scale between the two of them yes and so 
dear friend, before we move further, I have, I believe, three pop quizzes for you. What, you are starting me <laughs> the year off with three quizzes? I know, and I'm kind of savage because I know that they're pretty hard. They're always hard. Uh, you God. always ask me, <laughs> how many times did they blink? They're <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> look, look. When you started our entire show, I know, knowing- I know. that was very, <laughs> that was a once in a lifetime <laughs> thing. If you guys want to go to the first episode of Iron Man, so I answered one of the questions, guys' first God. pop quiz questions, oh and it's supposed to be very hard, it's and I so hard. I knew it immediately. You did it. You barely flinched. You barely <laughs> flinched. So, uh, it was um, so impressive. I, I really set my standards you high kind with that. Of, yeah, the, the bar has been set. Like forever. I don't even. I don't even pay attention like that closely. So <laughs> I just be. I just. I, I just be focusing on the store and being like, yeah. "Is this? How is this gonna pay off?" In the end, and God, so. even the possibilities. Like I, I've seen Infinity War so many times, and I still couldn't riff off the possibilities. Oh, the four million six hundred and five. <laughs> exactly, and that's why you have three pop quizzes in this show. <laughs> and so, speaking of the Hawkeye series, at the end of the Hawkeye series. Clinton, Kate, riff off about potential superhero aliases. Oh crap! Kate could take on. Uh huh. Multiple choice. Thank God. Which of the following was not one of the aliases? Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Was it Hawk Eve, Lady Arrow, Hawkingbird, Lady Hawk, or Hawkshock? Which one was not? Which one was not? Hawk Eve, Lady Arrow. Lady Arrow, I for sure know is one. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing process of elimination here, guys. Hey, that's what you gotta do. Lady uh, Arrow is not one. Hawking Bird. Did you say Hawking Bird or Hawk and Bird? Hawking Bird. I-N-G. I-N-G. Hawking Bird. Lady Hawk. Lady Hawk is definitely one of them. And then Hawk Shock. For some reason, Hawk Shock does not ring a bell. Hawk Eve? Where does she even get that from? Like Adam and Eve? Hawk Eve? I remember this scene vaguely too. Yeah. She's just like, she's like, oh, what do you think about these names? Mm-hmm. He's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, Hawk Shock? Hawk Shock. That sounds so inappropriate. Why? Because it rhymes, because shock rhymes with something else. Oh my God. <laughs> rhymes with a chicken. <laughs> hawk shock, hawk eve, and hawking bird. Hawking bird. Yeah. Hawking bird. Hawking bird. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine if it's something that she would, she would say. say. Yeah. What do, you think about, what do you think about this? Lady hawk, hawking bird. That's not one of them. That's not one of them. Oh, I mean that is that she 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 mentions that I mm. think. So I'm torn between the la- the first the hawk e I gotta go hawk shock. You think hawk shock? I have to go hawk shock. I just I that one felt the most out of place for me. Okay. So now now I'm gonna have to if I get this wrong I'm gonna yeah. have to go watch it again. <laughs> so we're gonna drop the clip in right here. Ugh. Yes. And we, then we are. Can I ask you something? Sure. What do you think of Lady Hawk? Oh, yeah, that's terrible. Hawk Eve? 
No, of course. Damn, okay. Cop shot. No. Lady Arrow? No, it goes. Okay, fine. You know what? Actually, I have an idea. And then the answers are, if you didn't hear that, she does mention Hawk Eve, Lady Arrow, Lady Hawk, and if you can believe it, Hawk Shock. No way! <laughs> yeah, the only one she did not mention was Hawkingbird. Hawking Bird. And I that knew act- it. That was my second choice. <laughs> really? That was my that's, second choice. That's a derivative from the comic books, but she didn't. on the show she never said it. And and you know, I will say in your defense. I watched it both on YouTube as well as Disney Plus with the captions on just to see, like, what did she actually say? Hawk Eve, I have no idea. I have no idea why it's Hawk Eve. Not sure where she's pulling that where from. Where does she get Hawk? No idea. It's got to be an Adam and Eve reference. I, I don't know. But and maybe. Don't... And uh, and I think the caption was different on YouTube. Oh, okay. But I trust Disney Plus, so that's where I got it from. And Hawk Shock, yeah. Not sure. Hawk Shock. Hawk Shock. Hawk shock. Okay. I'm have to that. <laughs> so Hawkingbird is the one that she didn't mention, and we'll talk a little I'm bit. I'm 0 for 1 on the new year, guys. <laughs> we'll talk <laughs> a, a little bit about Hawkingbird in a minute, but uh, let's dive into powers and paraphernalia, um, which there isn't much to say, to be honest, because, again, Kate does not have any actual powers. However, she's, sli- she's highly gifted in many things. Uh, she's a skilled athlete, proficient in martial arts, also a master archer and marksman, adept swordswoman, and she's a cellist. She's a... So she knows how to play cello. Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, While in the MCU, Kate is known to excel in boxing, jujitsu, hand-to-hand combat, kickboxing, and various martial arts. Um, And of course, shout out to stuntwoman Heidi Moneymaker, who's not only played many a pivotal role in the MCU, including that of Black Widow, but she also took on stunt direction for the show. And so I think when she was breaking down the martial arts or that the the fighting styles that Yelena is capable of in the show, I think she also mentioned Kate's. Uh, But yes, they they do include jujitsu and, you know, like... uh, I don't want to botch the words, but she it's a handful of specific uh, martial arts styles um, that, yeah, that Kate just excelled in. And we 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 get an idea of how skilled she is by, again, the first scene that she has with her mother as an adult where she's like, I brought home another one. And it's like a gold medal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for for, you know, like U.S. championships. And so. Uh, and then the 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 subtle response that Eleanor has is of like, oh, we're gonna have to take some of your old ones out of the case because that's it, it too fit. much. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of amazing how how ver- versatile and and combative this character is in the MCU. And so I'm I'm curious to see more of that. I'd, I and what I did appreciate in the I watched the assembled again as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, and and how. Um, I believe the showrunner mentions like, yeah, they wanted to really give her almost a slapsticky like street level way of fighting that she just uses anything. Yeah. <laughs> if it's in her grasp and she doesn't have her bow and arrow or it doesn't make sense, she's going to use a bottle that she can 
just grab or she's going to use a chair or a shopping cart like she does and slide across the, the floor. Which, speaking of, did you notice how many times people slip and slide in that series? Yeah. I was like, it's a lot. The snow gets it's you like that. It's all snow. Yeah. <laughs> like they're slipping and sliding all around the toy store and then they're slipping and sliding on the street and then I mean, the, la- the, the last rink. The last episode. Yeah, the rink. Yeah. yeah. It's-, it's wild. Um, but yeah, that's that's it as far as powers. Uh, I mean, like I love, I love uh, that she she didn't get an upgrade yet at the end of the show, right? She still had her traditional bow and arrow. I think so. Yeah. From what I'm right, I think they just upgraded the the different types of arrows. Yeah. Uh, that they use in one of the episodes. Right. That that uh, Hawkeye was showing, like, and she's like, whoa. Yeah. You have so many arrows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, so I think, uh, you know, how the glow up, as we've called it, I think Kate's will more or less, like, sure, she'll get a little suit upgrade. But... Uh, From who? I don't know, but... That's a, that's a good good question. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but more importantly, she'll, she'll eventually get a bow upgrade, which I think is going to be pretty dope because I think... One of my favorite things about Hawkeye, for instance, is how I believe it was Thor or Avengers where he pulls out his arrow is like, oh, yes. <laughs> and it like uncompresses or yes. whatever it is. Yeah. I'd love to see Kate with one of those. I know. That'd be Woo! sick. Nice outfit. Um, So I guess we can, unless you have any other favorite moments that you want to talk about as far as powers and paraphernalia go. I, th- oh, I I think I was mostly I was very like impressed with and I I knew she was she had to be good with a bow and arrow because that's obviously who she is. Mm-hmm. But even like her her fighting, um, I think one of my favorite scenes was the the warehouse scene where they're both captured yeah. or Hawkeye gets captured, Clint gets captured, um, <laughs> and then she tries to save him and she it's just crashing she just crashed through the, the window. Um, but then they get into that fight. Like yeah. she has, to, she's using the shopping cart. She's using yeah. like everything around her. Love it. I thought that was a very fun fight. And then you go into the the chase scene with the car on the yeah. freeway. That was that really fun. That scene does not get old. Like that's really fun. it's. And I I I plum forgot that it was like shot. It was actually shot. Yeah. You know, uh, aside the close-ups, of course, but but the fact that the actual motion of that scene is is practical and that they're on a rig and actually turning around yes i that is so good and and also the added comical value that clint can't, can't hear. hear anything yes <laughs> yeah yeah i love it but yeah i do love how they they really display her powers as far as her her skill set when it comes to using a bow and arrow and how she's she is very much as good of a shot as Clint is. Yes, you know, like uh, what what I loved most about at least when it comes well to their teamwork is that like when they're on the bridge, for instance, and 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 Kaz is coming down with the tracksuit bros, and Clint does that just magnificent like Jeremy Jeremy Renner. Let me just say he he really portrays himself as like an arch ma- archery master. Like, yes. He really does. Like, yeah. I believe that guy is yes. the... I'm sold 100%. Yeah, 100% sold. But when he shoots the pim arrow into yeah. the air and just like flawlessly just... And he's like, wait for it. And then she contacts and then 
like ah, that was really so cool good. that was a really fun yeah how much do you think that cost <laughs> oh, that the, shot the city of new york oh I mean. <laughs> oh to fix that or to take it out i don't even know how you would take yeah, it out i know right? well they'd have to shrink it again oh, and then i doubt they know how to though <laughs> yeah right exactly like oh gosh imagine being scott getting that call um <laughs> Yeah, I, I just love, I love the, because, you know, being Hawkeyes is all about the teamwork. And so they, they really did translate that beautifully because they're, they're like that in the books as well. Um, aesthetic. So question for you. Have you, do you know about the purple store of Seattle? <laughs> I am not familiar. <laughs> I put this on here because I wanted to show you. There is a store in Seattle that is literally called the purple, the purple store? store and they have nothing and their tagline is everything we sell is purple <laughs> well at least they're true to their marketing <laughs> yeah and it's near it's near the the public market like uh, the, the oh yeah oh really yeah it's right up the street from uh from that and and i just thought it was so funny because like every time i see it when i'm in seattle i'm like kate and clint shop there because that's all they wear in the books. Purple. It, it <laughs> literally purple. is purple. Um, yeah. So so in the books it, uh, themselves, Kate has donned a few costumes. Uh, she has this classic like midriff getup, uh, which is in Young Avengers. And so it's quite literally like it's a midriff top and she's kind of got a scarf thing going on and then purple pants. It's all purple. Oh wow! But a consistent thing about Kate in the books is that she sometimes has a headband, okay, and shades, okay. And then the rest is kind of whatever mismatch, yeah. Um, uh, and then she has what is more iconically known as the thigh cut suit. Interesting. Yeah, and so that was one that people thought she would have had in the the show because it was the Matt Fraction version. Oh really? Uh, yeah. And I'm going to pull it up here. And of course, I'll post this on social as well. Um, but yeah, she she has a few of some of which we've actually seen in the Avengers game, too. Uh-huh. So let me show you. So this is the thigh cut suit. Uh, and so it is very reminiscent of what she wears in the show. But a little bit like, iconically, oh, yeah, yeah, has that's unnecessary. Very <laughs> str- <laughs> that's unnecessary. It's <laughs> very strange cutout from uh, on her thighs. Uh, depending on who draws it, uh, it's, I don't know, it's it's an interesting thought. Uh, but it stuck for a very long time, and I know many a cosplayer that had struggles with it because it's not practical. Um, uh, here's the midriff suit. That's uh, that. Wow. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, again, it's, it's a comic book thing. So she's showing a little flesh, appeasing a few of the readers. But um, overall... She's the, the suits are very consistent as they are similar. Um, the modernized suit is very close to what we see in the show. Um, but speaking of Hawkingbird, she did have when she first suited up with the Young Avengers, quote unquote, officially. Um, this is like it's like a security breach at Stark at Stark's mansion or the Avengers uh, compound. <laughs> and Kate, more or less, she's she's unequipped. She doesn't have anything, uh-huh. but she has her skills. And so she kind of reached for whatever she could find. And so they teasingly call her Hawkingbird 
because she made a suit and stole equipment uniforms used previously by Hawkeye, Mockingbird, Swordsman, and Black Widow. And so, quick recap, we know who Black Widow is, but Swordsman is Jacques Toucan, who (laughs) trained Hawkeye in the books. Oh, wow. And then... In the show. In the show is the the stepdad, if you will. And then Mockingbird is Bobby Morse, who is Clint's ex-wife in the books. And then they kind of amalgamated her for Laura. Laura in MCU. Barton in the MCU. And then Hawkeye, of course, is Clint. And so this is what... What a connection. That's what the Hawkingbird outfit looks like. I like the Hawkingbird outfit. That is pretty... I think it's cute. (laughs) Yes, that is pretty bad ass. Yeah, so she's got like Bobby's mask and she's got... God knows what she pulled the rest of it from, but you know the bows and arrows and then the, the batons and yeah it's it's cool um but yeah so in the series it doesn't stray too far from the comic book origin uh outfits um and she does have quite a few in the show she upgrades in this in the show very yes. subtly which is kind of cool so uh the first identifiable outfit is is what eleanor describes as her fencing outfit yes so it's also purple <laughs> um <laughs> And then she officially debuts uh, with Maya Lopez's uh, first appearance at the end of episode two. Um, that's the oh sorry not fencing the archery suit and so it's which is pretty cool because it looked official to me if you ask me it looked like a Hawkeye suit yeah but of course it is it is then outdone by the larper suit. Um, that Kate herself, the LARPer suit. <laughs> that Kate barters uh, with the LARPers. Uh, for those of you who don't remember the live action role play uh, uh, gang <laughs> in Central Park. Um, so yeah, Kate barters with the the crew to get two suits made for she and Clint to help their quote unquote branding <laughs> and their marketing strategy. So he's more known as Hawkeye. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's that's definitely more athletic-like gear. Uh, you can tell it's made out of perhaps even Kevlar. Who knows? I mean, that's generally what Hawkeye's outfits were made out of yeah. um, when he's on the Avengers. Um, what I did like is that I couldn't find the official name for it, but on her, on Kate's belt in particular, she had the different arrowheads. She had like a multi-tool. That yes. Held, yeah. yeah. I don't know what that's called. I don't but know. I thought what that's so cool. Yeah. And Reminds me of um in Avengers One with Clint where he chooses yeah. his arrows. Yeah, that's a good callback. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's a great way to think about it because it's almost as if they're calling back, right? And so she's like grassroots so she's got it on her belt. Whereas eventually she'll probably have an outfit like that where she's like and then She's got the arrow knocks. Um, and of course, Kate canonically has blue eyes in the books. So they've mirrored that and they've put contacts That's, on yes. Haley. They, yeah. I noticed that, yeah. Yeah, in the in the poster itself, it's very noticeable. Uh-oh. I think there are a couple of shots where you're not sure. You're like, is are those her eyes? or Because I feel like there are a few scenes where they might have forgotten to put them in or something because it looks like Haley's eyes, which are, are very much hazel, I guess, greenish hazel. Yeah. Ha- hazel. And uh, she's got blue for the most part 
And also to match Vera Farmiga because she has natural blue eyes. Yeah. So it made sense. And I think the guy did too. I think the, the, the man who played her father did as well. Oh, her, yeah. her, real, her biological her, father. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so back to the comics real quick. Fun fact. Okay, do you remember, <laughs> do you remember that white shirt she wore in... Uh, <laughs> here it is. The Leica, the Leica shirt. This one. Do you remember this? Yes. So fun fact about that one. Um, it is, once again, a, a direct callback to the comics, which you can also see here. Uh-huh. And so, <laughs> so Leica. So Leica is a stray mongrel of a dog from Russia that was born in 1954. Uh-huh. And she was a Soviet space dog. She yeah. was a Soviet space... Laika was. Laika, okay. Yeah, and so... Cosmo? <laughs> I know, it's very <laughs> reminiscent of Cosmo, actually. And so Laika was among one of the first animals in space, as well as one as one of the first to orbit Earth. Yeah. Jeez. In, and uh, she flew aboard Sputnik 2 in huh. 1957. Okay. But, you know, sadly, she was set for disaster because oh, she never returned to earth yeah we all know how the sputnik went in. <laughs> yeah we all know how that went um so sadly yeah she she didn't make it but kate wears the shirt it's it's kind of like a, a little easter egg that i think david aja kind of threw into the book just because it's it's a neat little thing yeah and she's also in the panel she's got lucky next to her so yeah it's like okay so they, they they imported that look from the comic books to the mcu um Okay, so this is a little quick, but you ready for your next <laughs> pop quiz? Let's do it. Okay. So, let's see if I remember what I wrote here. During, during the comic book version of Civil War, whose side do you think Kate chose? Cap oh. or Iron Man? Oh. It's not really a pop quiz. It's kind of like an informative like yeah, opinion. Yeah, that is interesting. And right. I, I mean, I hope I just get it right. Yep. That is interesting. And also, like, added value to this this bit of the conversation. Like, imagine if Kate were in Civil War. Who do you think she would? Who, who would she side with? Because <laughs> that could help you with the answer, too. That is tough. I feel like it would be... I'm leaning towards Cap. Yeah? I am leaning towards Cap. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, much like Hawkeye in the film, Kate's comic book counterpart stood by her mentor and sided with Captain America. Yeah! Like us too. We do Captain we America. <laughs> <fun>! <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> um and during Civil War II, however, because there are two parts to this, yeah. remember, we've talked about this before. During Civil War II, the two were at odds. Clint sided with Captain Marvel and Kate oh. sided with Iron Man. And so that, you have to remember though, <laughs> I mean, like comparatively, if you were to, to, to kind of draw parallels between both, both scenarios, Captain America's side is Iron Man's side in, in, in Civil War II. Two. And then Iron Man's is Captain Marvel's. And so Clint... Clint more or less swapped sides and then Kate stayed on the same side. 
Ah. So that's kind of what it was. And so uh, very quickly, Civil War II ended up being about uh, this inhuman named Ulysses who had the power of premonition and Captain Marvel was on side. Yeah, of course, use him for everything he's got. Let's find out what happens before it happens and stop it before it happens. Oh, gosh. And then Iron Man was like, we shouldn't do that. That's not <laughs> so, a good thing. Yeah, and so Kate was on the we shouldn't do that side. Um, but well done. Well done, Jeff. I do my best. <laughs> so from there, we're just going to move on to family, friends, and affiliations. And so, uh, you know, again, we've we've talked about Clint quite a bit just because I also love Clint. But uh, we covered the character in episode 15. Um, once again, the duo don't actually meet in the comics until Young Avengers presents number six. So that's the, that's the issue where uh, she encounters Ronan and then, oh, you're Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... To give some context to what actually happens in that issue, um, she's actually on a date with Patriot, who is Eli uh, yeah, yeah, Brad, yeah. and Bradley. And um, it's kind of, <laughs> it kind of sucks because uh, we'll talk about it a little later, but she more or less like friend zones him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which sucks. Um, Been there. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, that issue in particular was written by Matt Fraction as well. But featured art by Alan Davis, Mark Farmer, and Paul Mounts. Um, and so the two met after Civil War. She goes by the namesake to honor him. They go through many arcs, weaving in and out of one another's periphery. Uh, and then, you know, Kate, again, she once again, she, she eventually splinters off into her own, makes a name for herself as Hawkeye as well. Um, and then later she's recruited to help him take on street-level crime in bed which is kind of where we see the dead the the Disney Plus series start. So it's it's very uh, similar on that end. Um, and of course, Clint Barton, portrayed by Jeremy Renner. Woo! I hope he's steadily getting well. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really nice to see him post on Instagram after that accident. It was a huge relief because this year has not been kind to celebrities already. Yes. Um, but yeah, so knock on wood and send a little prayer over to Jeremy Renner and, and hope that Woo! he's doing well. Um, first scene in Thor, last scene in Hawkeye, 10 years. Crazy. 10 years. So, so you know. As we mentioned in many of these episodes, like it tends to happen that around their decade, uh, we see a lot of our, our superheroes kind of fade out of view and then make room for, for the new kids. But I don't know. I think we, we could still see a couple of Hawkeye cameos, maybe. Maybe one or two. Nothing huge. I see. Yeah, nothing crazy. Yeah. No, I, mean, like like I, I think I said this in one of the last episode, last few episodes. Like... Just let the original six fizzle out. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I have seen some some dumb rumors. Not dumb, but like from like certified leakers who who get who just get popped up. Like certified scoops. Oh no. Certified scoop. So Oh no. I've read some things. Oh no. I know. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like the undertone. Oh no, no, no. But I've just seen some things of oh. like not like deaths of but people return of 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 cert, of certain people returning. Oh. And I'm like interesting oh okay all right yeah I, I read one the other day that i know you would like but i'm not gonna, <gasps> i'm not gonna say it yeah whoa that's so <laughs> ambiguous okay yeah. well yeah i'm here for that um so yeah so so hopefully we'll see a, li- see a little more of him um again not gonna talk too much about him he's a riddle throughout this episode as well as his own uh then lucky 
the pizza dog. Little lucky. The only reason why my girlfriend would watch Hawkeye with me, <laughs> but she right. still did it. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I was like, tell her there's a golden retriever and he has uh, one eye. And then Jeffrey like unfurled into this big I bit of like, knowledge. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. There's again, there's not much to talk about. Uh, lucky, we we talked a, quite a bit about him in the comics and uh, in the show in the Hawkeye episode. Um, in the comics, however, Kate does now have custody of, of the dog, uh, shared with Clint, despite him being in New York. So you'll see the, 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 the pooch, hmm. you know, like, uh, flip back and forth between storylines at times, but she's, he, he seems to be predominantly with Kate. Whereas on the show, Lucky is portrayed by Jolt. Uh, follow Jolt on Instagram, if you will. And then she is a, a female poochy pooch, uh, trained by Jacqueline Johnson, um, which, you know, of course, it's actually kind of funny in retrospect because until I rewatched the series, I didn't quite realize exactly when they they called her Lucky or called him Lucky. Oh, yeah. Because they do refer to, to, to Lucky as Pizza Dog for what seems the entire series. Yeah, yeah. They just say Pizza Dog until the final scene of the series. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's thrown, it's such a throwaway too because it's when Kate and Clint get back to the Barton farm. Yeah. And then one of the kids is like, oh, your dog, how cute, what's his name? And then she's like, Lucky. And I was like, oh my God, they call <laughs> literally the last scene of the series pizza dog, pizza dog. um and and jolt herself was three years at the time of filming the show oh so she's what six now five Pro- or six probably oh, yeah. she's as old as rocket wow well, rocket's not even in the room <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so she's about five or six now um yeah and gotta love some pizza dog love that love that uh connection too in in the assembled uh jacqueline mentions you know that that Haley spent a, a good amount of time with Jolt to kind of familiarize herself with them and with 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 her, and they kind of built up a chemistry that you can see on screen. Yeah, and the dog is very trusting and loving of of Haley, and they're like buddies now, which is like adorable. I love that. Yeah, and so um, before we get into her family, I wanted some I wanted to list some honorable mentions to uh, Kate's teams in the comics, including the Avengers, Young Avengers, the Champions. West Coast Avengers, Secret Avengers, and, of course, my girl, Jessica Jones, <laughs> with whom Kate shares many things, including her trauma. Um, I do have a screenshot of uh, the Young Avengers. This is the one, the iteration of the team with uh, with America and, and Kid Loki and some of some Ooh. other familiar faces, but that's that's the Young Avengers. Kid Loki has an Instagram account. That's ho- in Loki the books. of Asgard. Yeah. That's hilarious. So he posts all these things. It's pretty great. Um, and then, uh, you know, and and as we've said in a couple of these episodes now, you know, many of the young Avengers have begun to surface in the MCU, including Wiccan and Speed, aka Billy and Tommy. Uh, in addition to America, Cassie Lang, Kid Loki, etc. So. I mean, there there's no way this isn't a setup. Like it can't Has just be. be it can't just be an homage. It's a setup. Yeah. Um and but I will say, uh there there are two friends in the MCU that have been introduced, uh, one of which may be an actual lead to a future MCU character, but 
there are Greer, Greer and Fra- Franny. Yeah, Franny. <laughs> Get mixed up with Yelena's dog. <laughs> Greer and Franny, who are introduced in the very first episode with Kate. Mm-hmm. They're the two friends that oh, are yes. watching her. Yes. Yeah. So the two two girls watching Kate try and you know successfully pull off the dare of ringing the bell. Um, Greer and Franny themselves portrayed by Nichelle Lambert and Regina Bryant, uh, respectively. Um, it's funny because like I was trying to figure out the names because I wanted to make sure like oh do they have a comic book counterpart? Um, and I could swear the caption showed Jane for Greer at one point. And I was like Jane, that sounds weird, but I could be wrong. I don't know. But while there are no comic book counterparts for these particular characters, there is a there is mild speculation. And I remember seeing this when the show had debuted. There's mild speculation that Greer, uh. Nelson could also be uh, the Greer could also be Greer Nelson from the books, who's known as Tigra. Okay, and we've mentioned Tigra very briefly. She's basically a female living human cat. Okay, yeah, that's what I assumed. Yeah, a feline esque human Tigra, formerly known as the cat. Uh, but yeah, she her her first name is Greer as well, and so that could be that character. I mean, she's clearly not physically, but she could become that character. Who knows? We don't know. We don't know yet. Uh, but as far as family is concerned, there's Jacques Ducan. Yep. <laughs> Jacques Ducan. Jacques Ducan, which in the comic books, of course, is swordsman, unrelated to Kate at whole, at large, does not have any relation to her at all. Um, and a, a very quick brief Swordsman trained Clint to become a master with bladed weapons and d- is described as a swashbuckling freedom fighter and embezzler of uh, the carnival that the Barton brothers grew up in. So they had this huge thing. You can hear more about it in episode 15. But of course, Jack Duquesne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's Americanized Jacques <laughs> Duquesne. Jack Duquesne. Jack. Jack, <laughs> portrayed by Tony Dalton in the MCU. Um, you know, and the, and the the series is full of red herrings. One of which is Jack himself. Like they they completely positioned him as the antagonist. Yeah, <laughs> at least uh, where Kate's mom is involved. Like throughout the entire series until, gosh, I don't know, until probably the last episode or two. It was like second to last. Yeah, yeah. The, it was Maybe finally last. cleared of his motive. Yes. Yeah. Um, I thought he was great. He was fun. Uh, and he did come off as a swashbuckling swordsman. Because, uh, yeah, uh, a notable thing about Eleanor's house or how the bishop home changed was that there was all these swords everywhere. And it came with Jack. Um, nice little comic homage there. Uh, so th- <laughs> this is the part of the comics where it gets a little rocky. So as I, I kind of mentioned earlier, uh, when we first meet Kate in the comics, she's at her sister's wedding. Yes. So there's a sister in the comics that does not seem to be present whatsoever. In the MCU. In the MCU. And and unlike America, because America ended up having a, a younger sister, unlike America, I do feel that for Kate, there it's there's no room for it. Like, yes. they'd have to build up one tall story for her sister to have Existed. Be involved. Yeah. yeah. And somehow not be at that house yeah. when the Battle of New York was happening. Yes. Uh, but in the comic books, her name is Susan Bishop. 
and she's the estranged old estranged older sister who uh somewhat steps into the to her father's role later in life so we're going to talk about Derek bishop more in just a second but she kind of takes the helm after after things go down with the dad and and she more or less rejects kate and the concept that kate wants to be better and be a superhero she's not into any of that so they they immediately have friction she's mm. only in, she's only been in the books i think maybe 10 times maybe less maybe a smidge more but not more than that so she's not really around at all she of course has no mcu counterpart um so so i doubt we'll see her but uh, someone we have seen in the MCU, Derek Bishop, uh, portrayed by Brian Darcy James. Um, and so, you know, the, the introduction and, and overview of that character is very short, unfortunately. But you yeah. do feel the gravity of how his legacy affects her. Yes. Um, because, yeah, like we mentioned, he's only in the first five minutes of the show, I guess. Uh, yeah, or pretty much. Or that flashback, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, with li- what little time we have of him in, in the show, the series, you get the idea that he's inherited the lavish home that they live in, uh, but he couldn't keep up with the payments, uh, let alone the lifestyle. And so he's taken on some, you know, unmentioned uh, means of, of financial gain, which clarify at the end of the series. And he tragically dies during the Battle of New York, uh, presumably by, you know, some Chitauri whale, probably. like oh, Chitauri s- whale? <laughs> whales? They're whales. I, I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a valid <laughs> argument. What would you call them? I, I, I don't actually, I would have known, but then, then you said whale, and I was like, oh, that yeah, that actually does. whale. That makes a lot of sense. They even make sounds like whales. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I actually mentioned their names in like maybe the Star Lord episode or something. But yeah. yeah, I call them Chitari whales. And so sadly, you know, Derek Bishop may have succumbed to one of those. But in the comic books, the <laughs> he couldn't be further from from how he's repre- represented in the MCU. Uh, so Derek Bishop in the books, he is instead a wealthy publisher magnate who was also notably distant from his own daughters despite raising them as a single father. Wow. Oh, wow. Very interesting. (laughs) What a total like... Single father. Flip of a script. Very, very, very different. So, um, So Derek in the books, he often distracted himself with his business rather than what remained of his family. Uh... A widower. So we get the idea. He's a widower. Um, Eleanor Bishop does not have as big of a role, I guess, is kind of safe to say in the books as Derek does, um, at least comparatively with the MCU. It's it's kind of like Derek is more in line with MCU Eleanor than Eleanor is herself. Uh, but yeah, so he's a widower in the books. He eventually remarried a woman named Heather, who, for the record, so imagine... Imagine Derek's in the vein of, I don't know, 50. Sure. 55. Let's, yeah. let's say 55. And so he remarries after Eleanor. He marries this woman named Heather who once attended high school with Kate. Jeez. <laughs> Gross. Granted, she was a senior when Kate was a freshman. Still. 
doesn't make a exactly. difference. Exactly. So so that kind of sets the tone for Derek in the comics. And I wonder, so I wonder why they switched it. I wonder what their reasoning was for yeah, switching it for the show. I agree. I'm like I'm so curious. Maybe I'm it's so curious. I mean, may, well, I guess one reason is was because well, because Clint is already a father, so they have that father figure. Yeah. There in the show already. And too many male antagonists, maybe. Yeah, and then you know they're like. They probably, Especially with Jacques Ducan. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, and they signed Vera. They're able to get Vera Farmiga, Dude. who's an amazing actor. I love her. So, my, like, why not? Like, and she has. It's like it got. She's so good. Where it's like, it's like, yeah, you want to root for her, you're, you know. But then you go, you go, yeah. to, you get to the end of the show, you're like, oh my god, yeah. she's working with the bad guy. She flips you on yeah. your head. Everything she flips yeah. the entire thing. So, so yeah, so so in a dramatic turn of events in the books Derek uh is able to <laughs> he has this point where he god how do I even put this he has a younger clone of his body there's this whole storyline and he's able to transfer himself into the younger version of himself mm-hmm. um and he has powers maybe that's why they didn't do it maybe. sure <laughs> because but throughout the throughout the issues you do see him as this very aging very annoyed older man who's very rich has too much money wants nothing to do with anybody except for his young wife and then eventually they just sail off to the sunset on their yacht and he's younger and he's enjoying his life and so he's kind of sadly and so that's what leaves room for susan for instance mm-hmm. so she go he goes off and does his own thing and then susan kind of comes up and rises up in the ranks and so she's like sitting on the throne if you will and so I wanted to talk about Eleanor. All that said, um, because yeah, we're we're so we're so invested and introduced to Eleanor as a pillar in Kate's life. Yes, you know, she's all about her mom, and she, her mom is all she has left. Yes, uh, and so similarly to the show, Eleanor was privy to uh, to Derek's business. So the whole thing about them having that fight in the beginning of their introduction. Yeah. If you hear, if you hear the dialogue, instead of paying attention to Kate eavesdropping so adorable in her tiny, tiny form. Yeah. Um, you, you get the gist that they're having money problems. Eleanor's upset at Derek for what he's done to get said money and how he can't keep up with the money. And so in the books, she knew about that as well, but she would take part. So they were kind of like a co-op. They would go into the dirty business together. But <laughs> in this classic case of like what lines up to basically be the perfect true crime story. Yeah. Derek cooked up a scheme to kill off Eleanor. During Jeez. Yeah. During a visit to Colorado. It's so it's so random. I don't recall there being a basis for why it was Boulder, Colorado of all places, but they, they talk about it very distinctly. So he, he has a scheme. He has, he tries to kill her off and it's because not only he was already cheating on her, she started cheating on him. And it's part of, it's part of the, the connection that she starts to formulate with a young Kate Bishop. And she tries to explain to her daughter, like, you know, like, I'm sorry this is happening. I know that this isn't your dad, but but you'll understand when you're older. Yeah. And so that that kind of sits with Kate. And, of course, you know, the series of events that builds up on this character in the books and makes her who she ends up being, which I do think is that's what that's what 
contributes to the fact that she is like cold and a little pretentious yeah. in the books is because of all this from her parents and her sister and you know and so um so Derek tries to kill her and despite the efforts it did not kill her but instead it turned her into a vampire oh my gosh that's so dramatic <laughs> i know and Why? that's america chavez oh wow <laughs> yeah that's so dramatic isn't it dramatic yeah so i think that literally it literally says next dun 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 <laughs> everything is the worst dramatic conclusion imminent <laughs> yeah so that's it's crazy right so yeah. I, I think this is also a reason why you know like com- uh, compacted with the idea that they got veer farmiga you know yeah. they're like we don't waste that talent you got to use the most yeah. out of her and so and also like let's not make her into a vampire um i think that that's that has something to do with it but uh you know eleanor herself and also just noting half vampire not full only half only half thank god so she only has a tiny tiny bit of a taste for blood but <laughs> it does happen so so aside from that she worked with one of kate's biggest nemesis Madame Mask, before her eventual exit from activity. So she's kind of out of the books now. She made her exit to kind of live or restart her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big dramatic storyline. But yeah, it's it's very different from from, from the Eleanor, Eleanor we know. Um, and so, yeah, when it comes to her MCU counterpart, uh, there's a lot to unpack with that version of the character as well in her own right. Um like I mentioned, she's grown from middle class life to the wealthy CEO of Bishop Security, working with nonprofits for charity functions, and you know, like that's that's how many of the the events that happen in the series. You know, she's trying to raise money for one nonprofit, and then there's also the underground auction that's happening. I don't remember if she was related to that though, but I would imagine so. Maybe. Not she, sure. Yeah, right. Like it, it's kind of muddled. I don't. I don't remember because Jack clearly knew about it. He's yes. there with his father. Yes. So who's who was at the helm of that? <laughs> that? Yeah, I'm not sure. I have to revisit that maybe. Um, but yeah, she she also you know Eleanor was also a walking red herring throughout the entire series until her final uncovering. Uh, working for Wilson Fisk. Things, plot twist. <laughs> plot twist. And, and, you know, it's it's cleared and clarified that she basically, you know, like like similarly to the comic books, she got into that dirty business because her husband uh, accumulated debts that she had to, to kind of pay forward and, and uh, make up for. Um, and then, of course, at the very end of the series, she's carted away by police. Uh, so big question. Do you think we'll actually see her again? I say it's possible. I just don't know where, where or when. Yeah. Um, mm. I feel like if it was in a, it was in a, if it was in a Kate focused, yeah, show movie, yeah, obviously, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, it happens. It happens. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see her again because she's an amazing actress. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Same, same thoughts. So next pop quiz oh <laughs> this one's kind of brutal i'll admit thanks <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> so as we know kate's boss is her mother herself 
Yes. The archer works for Bishop Security. During the various parts of the series <laughs> where Kate accesses her Bishop Security app. Yes. What is Kate's user login? God. God. You gotta be looking at the text, I man. I know. I thought you were gonna say how many <laughs> how many times did she break into her mom's? And I would have been like, Too "Ooh, easy. I know this one." Too easy. No, you gotta know her username. What's her username? Lady Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't even. Uh, no gosh. guesses whatsoever. Hot girl. Hot. No, I can't even. Then? I, I can't. Okay. That's, I know. Again, admittedly, it's pretty hard. You'd have to see it a few times for it to resonate. I remembered the first and last half, but not the middle. And so it's simply Bishop 11 2012. <laughs> Bishop 11 2012. But I will say, myself and the internet have no idea what the, what the correlation 11, is 2012 yeah we're not sure uh it it's probably when the bat the, the, well, the battle of the new york may 2012 uh yeah so it could be the fraction line it could maybe. be maybe an issue yeah i like we're not sure but but yeah bishop 2012 so you're two for three i congratulate you no wait one for one, three one for three oh, thanks thanks rubbing you. it in yeah. <laughs> all right podcast is done <laughs> I'm posting it. No well. edit. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I guess from there we'll move on to adversaries. Um, once again, one of my my top three uh, adversaries in the comics, the tracksuit Draculas or tracksuit Mafia or the tracksuit Bros, uh, are in the comic book are also consistent, uh, both in the MCU and in the in the the comics. Um, they kind of or originated with a man named Ivan Benines, who used to own Barton's apartment building in Bed-Stuy. Um, the tracksuits are known for saying bro a lot. And oh, they yeah. do. They do. <laughs> and they say bro. Bro. Hey, bro. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, while in the MCU, uh, the tracksuit mafia uh, have... Fra Free, Fra Fee, Fra, as Casimir's Kazi Kajimrichak, or yeah, nice. Kazi. <laughs> uh, at the at the forefront, he is the second in command uh, beneath uh, Maya Lopez, who we're, we'll talk about next. But um, Ka yeah, Kazi in in the show, he worked in conjunction with William Lopez, who was commander of the tracksuits. And later partnered with Wilson Fisk, um, who ultimately nice. became its leader. Yeah, and Kazi himself actually appears. He is. He is. Uh, he does have a comic book counterpart, um, who's very different. <laughs> I kind of want to pull up a picture uh, because you'll be astounded about how he looks um, in the comics. But he he is a character in the books uh looks very different oh wow yeah yeah it looks like a <laughs> looks like a oh my gosh the guy from halloween mike Ma myers mike myers yeah. <laughs> friday the 13th yeah. <laughs> um yeah so so kazi uh he had a somewhat predominant role in in the fraction aja um hawkeye series known as clown <laughs> 
Um, that's why it's with the white makeup and the little teardrop and stuff. And so uh, he, in the books, he's actually the guy that ended up killing Grills. Do you remember Grills on the show? Grills, yeah. yes. Was that the guy that he wanted to go, like, he bought concert tickets or no? No, 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 no. <laughs> Grills, Grills is the guy who stole the Ronin suit. Oh. The lovable guy. Yes. So, so in the books, Clown killed that comic book counterpart oh, uh, wow. who you also learn to love in the comics very much he's he's not a larper at all he's an older gentleman that clint befriends but uh but yeah so so thankfully kazi did not kill him in the mcu uh who by the way is portrayed by clayton english um so yeah maya lopez in uh the mcu portrayed by alakwa cox first and last seen in hawkeye and she will be next seen in echo which comes out soon, I think, too, Does it? right? Does it this year? I, I forget. I, I honestly forget. I don't remember the Disney Plus timeline. Yeah. I don't remember. But I know they, they, they filmed it and everything, so. Yeah, and so, you know, of course, uh, Maya Lopez herself has, has such a, she has her own standing when it comes to the books. So, yep. and and we certainly have seen a lot of her, enough of her to, to have her own episode, so we're not going to talk too much about her. Um, but, but, you know, um, like many of the adversaries that our superheroes encounter in the MCU, as well as the books, they, you know, they, they don't really have a direct correlation. Like it's, it has nothing to do with Kate. It's, it's all yeah. because she's with Clint yes, and Clint's partner or not partner, <laughs> if you will. Um, but yeah, it, when it comes to the comics, they, they don't have a, a direct correlation as well. Um, though, you know, other attributes of Maya's backstory are pretty aligned with what the show has presented. So I guess it's just kind of like, okay, right place, right time. Let's put them together. Um, <laughs> and then of course there's Yelena Bolova. Oh my god! Portrayed by my wife, Florence Pugh. <laughs> She's mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, first scene in Black Widow, last scene in Hawkeye. Uh, we covered Yelena um, in episode 31 of the show. So go back to season two and, and check it out if you'd like. Um, but very much like Maya, no direct correlation whatsoever in the books, yep. in the books not even in the show. With great chemistry. Oh, fantastic chemistry. The Off the charts. <laughs> um, yeah. Love those two together. Yeah, love them together. Hope to see more of them together. Probably will because they are, in fact, the new Black Widow and Hawkeye. Um, so yeah, there's that, that is not the less that we've seen of Yelena Belova. Woo! Uh, whereas there is a big bad man by the name of Wilson Fisk, uh, that we do see in the show portrayed by Vincent D'Onofrio first mm. seen in Netflix's Daredevil. So good. Last seen in Hawkeye. Um, but yeah, unfortunately the same goes for him. There's no direct correlation when it comes to the comics. Um, although the relations with the tracksuits and the general underworld that is like New York's criminal yeah. underground, those, sure, they put them in the same buckets at times, but nope, nothing much. Uh, it's not her arch nemesis. It's clearly Daredevil's, sometimes Elektra's. Um, but yeah, it, it it's kind of funny to, I don't know, not funny, not funny is not the word, but it's it's kind of wild to watch him toss her around that toy store. I know. I was Jesus. like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. They I was like, I forget. I, yeah, I forget. Yeah, I forget how strong he really is technically. 
Yeah. And then, and then, and then like I watch, and then I play the games like the Spider Man, the Spider Man PS4 game, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, oh, okay, no, yeah, he's supposed to be pretty. Yeah, he's brutal. Yeah, just mass, just um, mass. But then I think it's because the way that to, how do you humanize that in a exactly. live action? Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, you saw that obviously a little bit in um the Netflix Daredevil series. Yeah, it was he was still pretty grounded, but you knew he was tough. Yep. But then in, in Hawkeye, you, you saw that as like, oh, okay, he's a, he is a big boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like near indestructible type, of, type <laughs> yeah. of deal. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so that's kind of like, it's another instance of, I wouldn't necessarily call them arch nemesis and, and all that good stuff, but yeah, I, I could see him having a, a sore in his side because of her and, if in fact he is not dead and he hasn't been killed off yet, I could see him trying to come after her again, just just because they had that little tango. You I mean, know he's I mean? a reason. Yeah, she's a yeah. reason. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. And so with that why connection not? with her mom and right. everything. Right. Right. Exactly. That's that's what puts makes it outstanding more than anything. Um, and then you know who I would say is a. a bigger adversary when it comes to the books at least is Julieta Nefaria or Whitney Frost known as Madame Mask um and so not to dive too deep into her because in all honesty we could probably do an episode on her as well but we have talked about this character in our Peggy Carter episode um but in the comics uh she and Kate has crossed paths while trying to save Clint during an Operation God Sideways um so in a nutshell, what had happened was that there was this fake simulation video of Clint assassinating a, a person of power. Uh-huh. Um, and it was actually a cover-up for the Navy SEALs who'd carried out the mission themselves. Wow. Um, Kate intervenes and and even impersonates Madame Mask <laughs> to, to retrieve the tape. Um, yeah. And the hijinks just escalate from there. They're... they're it, including a clone there's this thing with a clone and again more clones there's send in the clones um but they do you know they do have many uh they tangle quite a bit at least in the modern books maybe the 2010s upward um whereas in the mcu uh whitney frost uh madame mask made her appearance in the uh agent carter series Portrayed by Wynn Everett in season two, Ivy George when she's young, as well as Olivia Welch as a teen. Um, yeah, we we discussed Whitney in oh episode twenty two of the show. Um, there's no modern interpretation of that character, so whether or not we'll we'll see one, like you know, that's clearly in the fifties, uh, the forties even. Yeah. So whether or not we'll see like a quote unquote modern day version of Madame Mask, who knows. You certainly don't have to, but it would be pretty cool to. Um, but yeah, you know, who knows? Agent Carter took place in 1946. Can you imagine if they did like a 2024 version of, of Agent- Madame Mask? <laughs> I can't she, even imagine. She's kind of crazy. She has like this white and black bodysuit, black hair, and like a gold mask. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty interesting. Um yeah, you watch Squid Squid Games, right? Yes. You know how oh, they wear those bit, like, yeah, 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 weird yeah. masks? Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, almost yeah. like that. Oh, wow. It's just, just the blank expression of a mask. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, so who knows? Like, with things like Thunderbolts coming out. Like we said, anything is possible at this anything, point. Yeah. And they can, just, they can introduce whoever they want. Exactly. You know? Yep. 
And so uh, all that said, sadly, at the end of the day, Derek Bishop is often attributed to being her biggest arch nemesis. Wow. Yeah, it's really sad. Um, But honorable mentions for characters Eden Vale, Doctor Doom, a character named Mother, (laughs) as well as, here's the biggie, King the Conqueror. Wow. Who, by the way, the young Avengers themselves took on many times. How many times did they lose? They didn't. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Yes, because Nathaniel Richards, Iron Lad himself, yeah. is a younger alternate version of Kang. He's a variant? Yes. Interesting. Yes. All right. <laughs> so he comes back like there's the, you know, if you read the the uh, the run of Young Avengers, the first run, um, the whole thing is is basically that Nathaniel is embedded with the information and has the experience that his future self is going to destroy everything. And so another version of him says, this is what's going to happen. You have to go back in time or go to another alternate universe and stop this before we do this. That's interesting. It's a very interesting thing. So I'm very curious. This next saga is going to be so confusing. It's going to be so wild. It's going to be all over. (laughs) It's all over the place. It's going to be all over the place. I'm already confused. So they have to be very careful with what they choose to pull in. And what universes that you're pulling from. Exactly. Like. Exactly. You just hope that your audience (laughs) can like. Follow along. Yeah. Because people already have problems doing that now. You know I, mean, I mean? There, people were so mad during, before we got too off tangent, but people were already mad like at Multiverse of Madness. They're like, they mm. showed that small where the different multiverses and then everyone was like, why did they stay in just like, why did they just go to one other multiverse? Yeah, And it's just like, like, why, you know, it's called yeah. multiverse. I was like, okay, yeah. do that. See what happens, like to the yeah, audience. You're gonna exactly. be like, "Wait, wait, like, where what, are they? What's Which this? I'm like, what, I'm like, what? Where's the story? What's the story about again?" And you're like, "Okay, now you're like, okay, exactly." So, exactly. Uh, so, so yeah, I don't know. We 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 may see a few iterations of Kang. Uh, we already have, technically. Yeah, we've already seen two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we we're probably gonna see four more. The one's already died. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see many many more. And so yeah, Nathaniel Richards is also. Is also one of them, but um, but yeah, they 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 take him down. They're able to take him down um and hold their own. Uh, Crazy. Of course, when it comes to the MCU, we'll be further introduced to this character in Ant Man in one month. Yeah. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. So we'll see if we <laughs> get any glimpse of uh, Kate Bishop in there, but I doubt it. Um, we'll see. We'll see what transpires in the next couple of years i guess with this next phase um but something less less uh complicated or maybe twice as much love interests um so i just wanted to nip it in the bud and we mentioned this in the clint episode yes kate and clint have had some awkward moments in the books but thankfully the line is never crossed um you know yeah they've had some uh, some strange dialogue or narration where uh you know Kate's almost disappointed that Clint isn't interested in her or that she's not yes, appealing I remember, enough. Yes. Yeah. But it's very, very, very subtle, very quick. They don't revisit it. They just get it out of there. 
get it off of people's minds. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, you know, as as we mentioned in, in episode forty four with America Chavez, we briefly mentioned, you know, the two are besties, but they have flirted back and forth. Woo! Lots of fans wish that this would transpire over to MCU, but the age difference does say a lot about it. Um, so yeah, probably no. unlikely. But uh, but America has a girlfriend in the comics, so doubtful we'll see that in the comics officially, at least. Um, but of course, you know, shout out to our America Chavez portrayed by Sochi Gomez, Woo! first and last seen in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Speaking of, um, but yeah, otherwise no romantic interest. Uh, but people do love that that uh, Elena like chemistry. Yeah. They could <laughs> um, be besties. They could be besties. Uh then in the comics, believe it or not, there is Thomas Tommy Shepard, also known as Tommy Maximoff or Tommy oh. Vision. <laughs> oh yes. Um in in the MCU. Uh in the comics he's more or less of a of a distraction. So <laughs> basically he becomes the rebound boy. <laughs> <laughs> After her failed attempt with Eli, uh, Kate kind of cartwheels over to Tommy and wow. is like, I can do this. Yeah, it's kind of messy. Wow. I know. But <laughs> <laughs> in the MCU, Tommy portrayed by, first by Gavin Borders and then now, or then, uh, Jet Klein in the MCU. First seen in One Division, last seen in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, definitely not happening. Unless they uh, age up the kids. Unless we see him way into the future. Way into the future. Alternate version. What have you. Because technically they're still lost. Somewhere. Somewhere. Or they still exist. I yeah. mean they do exist. They do. Just not in Not prime. in 616. Right. So you know we'll see. We'll see if anything happens there. Yeah. And so there's Navar Marvel Boy. Who we've <laughs> mentioned a couple of times. Um, he once took on the mantle of Captain Marvel in the books, among other monikers such as Protector, um, but more or less has been known as Marvel Boy. <laughs> he still is. Uh, the kid has a number of incredible abilities, including nanoactive properties in his saliva. Ill? Yeah, he's really powerful. <laughs> and, gross. Yeah, he's one of the, and last but not least, important enough, He's one of the bisexual icons of the comics. And so he's now dating Hercules. Um, and both of them are members of the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's so weird now that <laughs> not knowing the information I know in the MCU. Because yeah. Hercules has been introduced. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Yeah. He's a god. He can do whatever he wants. Nice. Uh, and of course, Novar has no MCU counterpart just yet. So nothing to compare to. But one we can is Elijah Eli Bradley, a.k.a. Patriot, who is seen in the comic books wearing what resembles a Captain America suit. Yeah. But believe it or not, it is Bucky Barnes's. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So this is where things are going to start to connect for you. The plot thickens. <laughs> so uh, in the comics... Eli and Kate skirted the line of being more than friends, but like I mentioned before, she she cold turkey friend zones him on a date. R.I.P. Yeah, and uh, and you know after they have this encounter with Ronan, you know <laughs> Eli wakes up. He's knocked out basically yeah. by by Clint, and um, 
he wakes up and Kate's like, it's okay, you know, and treats him very much like a friend and he gets frustrated and he's like, you know, I didn't wear a cologne and I'm not wearing a tie to be out with a friend. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And it just doesn't work out. But, um, you know, despite despite trying to to kind of, you know, sway away from complicating things she does give in eventually <laughs> and they date uh, a little bit or have a relationship of some sort um but yeah at one point um i believe it's that patriot stole bucky barnes's outfit uh-huh from from the archives oh and that's what in, you know he in, he inspired he's inspired by you know captain america's young uh, apprentice to become a superhero and that's how he his contribution to the young avengers comes about but in the mcu eli does exist already mm-hmm. he is elijah bradley portrayed by elijah richardson first and last seen in the falcon in the winter soldier and he is the grandson of isaiah bradley wow one of the Can't original met super soldiers a lot of these characters yeah it's kind of wild when you think about it yeah and so that's why his presence as as Isaiah's grandson in the episodes that he did appear in was such like a like it really set things up subtly for people who were the least bit familiar because they're like oh that's where that's when oh my gosh the Young Avengers was really starting to pick up speed yeah because by that point people were like okay so there's already a Kate there's definitely a Tommy and there's a Billy and there's a we're gonna see America Chavez and there's a Ms. Marvel too there's and Cassie. there's Miles Morales somewhere yeah there's Cassie and now there's an Eli Bradley like hmm like what are we really doing here Kevin <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Kevin Kevin <laughs> Kevin Kevin <laughs> Kevin <laughs> um so yeah so you know not too much known about Elijah Bradley in the MCU um and the two haven't crossed paths yet. So when and where? But we he shall could be see. Pa- yeah, he could be Patriot. Whether or not he'll have Bucky's original outfit. I mean, who knows? But. Oh, and, and there's also New Falcon. And New Falcon. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> they have all these all these different trails that they can take on. Yeah. Know? So we'll see where they all intersect. But uh Aside Elijah in the books, um, Kate also uh, dated a guy named Johnny Watts, a.k.a. Fuse. Um, Not to be confused with John Watts, director of (laughs) Tom Holland's Spider-Man films. (laughs) Um, Johnny, uh, we we briefly mentioned him in our America episode. Um, And so uh, America is dating a woman named Ramon Watts. And Johnny is actually her brother. Oh. So, uh, so yeah, they have this, the Wakandan origins. Their mother was part of the Dora de Milaje. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, Johnny himself was once a member of the West Coast Avengers and he currently helps Kate with Hawkeye investigations. And I believe his powers are electrical. That's why his name is... What? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know how the Marvel do. So uh, like... Yeah. And so uh, no MCU counterpart just yet. But, uh, you know, again, who knows? And so when it comes to other versions and, and other media, uh, you know, we could probably talk a lot about this, but, you know, keep it short. Um, my personal favorite version of Kate aside Haley Seinfeld, is the one featured in the Marvel's Avengers video game. The Square Enix one? 
Yes. The, the one that just came out a couple years ago? Yeah, the one that everybody hates. <laughs> yes. She's I didn't want to say it. Yeah, I know, sadly. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Uh, um, but yeah, that, that version of Kate is is also very similar to the comic book version. Uh, At least her, her attitude and yeah. her swag, you know, she's very, very similar. Um, and she's voiced by Ashley Birch in, in the game. And I absolutely love her. Her tactical skills and her skill set in general her fighting style it's so cool yeah she's got some of the best lines um and yeah very much like a fraction lifted off the page she's got this like i mentioned earlier some of the same outfits too um and then uh, you know for those who don't know uh she's also kate herself is featured in the marvel's wastelanders podcast where she's portrayed or voiced by tracy toms Mm -hmm. who is a very famous actress and i believe she's been on broadway as well oh. that'll be a familiar name for some people and uh yeah she's fantastic um i haven't heard that show i've heard bits and pieces of it but not i haven't either yeah i haven't listened to it all the way through um and of course that's like the post-apocalyptic avenger story where they're older and such so got it yeah so it's like that um but yeah so she also exists in that in that alternate universe if you will and so that brings us to the, you know, we're, we're heading down to the descent of the show, but the future of the character in the MCU. So we last left Kate at the Barton family farm where she was thinking names for herself that didn't include Hawk, Hawkingbird. <laughs> Jeffrey shakes his head. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, we're, what, what do you think? What do you think is next for, for Kate? She's at... If she's at the Barden farm, it's like how like where do you go? I mean, either you see we see her again. So you think she's staying at the farm? You don't think that's just a holiday think, visit and she goes back home? Where would she go home to? Oh yeah, her apartment's a flam. Yeah, she's not gonna go back to her mom's place because that's a walking criminal. <laughs> yeah. I think she stays there. Yeah? I think so. And where are they again? Do we remember? No, it's remember it's it's, it's, it's that undisclosed. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And maybe she makes an appearance. Maybe in Echo. Maybe, maybe. slimmest slimmest chance. Super. Yeah, I don't. But other than that, you know, and and, and this is how it is. Like with, with the when there's no there's no long term Marvel contracts anymore. It's kind of like well, I guess whenever you're available and what you and what lord feige wants to do next do you think very quick very quick segue tangent do you think that they write a and b's where they're like okay if this person is available we go this way 100 percent. they do there's huh? definitely there's definitely a, an a b c and it's like okay and then you yeah. know because they they switch the they switch the dates the release dates all the time yeah so you know you just take it like whatever they announce with a grain of salt yeah my but my next guess is it's gotta be it's gotta be Secret Wars. Wow. And that's when? Twenty-five. You really think we won't see her for two more years? I mean cameos, mm-hmm. probably. Wow. I don't know if we'll get like an actual stat, but yeah. I just don't know where Yeah, where she, she could in. where where she would at least spend like 10, 20 minutes on screen where we get to fully develop. Can I pitch you an idea? Go ahead. What if we see her in one month and she's one of Cassie Ling's friends? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I would love to see the backstory. Yeah. But there is also a secondary option. 
what if she has a cameo in Thunderbolts? Also possible. Because of Yelena. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But I feel like there's going to be so much happening in yeah. Thunderbolts that yeah. it'd be like, They don't have room for oh. her. <laughs> like, yeah, the Thunderbolts themselves are already like <laughs> six strong. Like I said, I don't know. Like, yeah, we'll never... it's tough. It's tough, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I know. We. I think we're going to see more of America than we will Kate. And then the next time we see Kate, we're going to get full on... It's got to be grounded. All the way Like, it's got to be ground level yeah. because she's a ground level superhero. Yeah. So it's like Spider-Man, like he, like all he knows is saving people on, on New York on the ground level. Mm-hmm. So to expose that type of hero to something multiversal or cosmic, it's like, yeah. holy crap, you yeah. know, it's a, it's a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the only person that can guide her through that is Clint. Is Clint. Because he's been to space. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh uh, gosh. Yeah. Fully agreed. Yeah. So. When it comes to almost was, there was absolutely nobody. That's right. <laughs> My there's baby no- girl, Haley, the only one. Exactly. There's <laughs> nothing to discuss here. Um, pretty much nothing because Lord Feige himself said that Haley was the prototype for this character. And you just MCU. hope to God she said yes. Yeah. <laughs> quite literally. That is quite literally. He was just like, so. Uh, do you want to do it? Do you want to do it? And then she was like, Yeah. and that was it that's the end of the story um so yeah they're super duper lucky to get her to play the role uh but i will say i did find some fan castings so these weren't Uh, even options but these are fan castings interesting fan castings themselves included Haley's dickinson co-star ella hunt oh she's so beautiful i love her i love her a lot i i she i would like to see her in the mcu regardless um but also arden cho who's also a great candidate uh, Lana Condor, who is Fox oh, versus wow. Jubilee, um, Thomason McKenzie uh, from Jojo Rabbit, Maya Hawk, believe it or not. Wow, that's okay. an interesting one. Yeah, Catherine Langford, who inevitably played adult Morgan Stark in yes. Endgame. Yeah, uh, Caitlin Dever, who was my choice for Ellie for The Last of Us. Oh, and like previously mentioned, Aubrey Plaza um wow yeah so so those are fan castings but yeah jeffrey's jeffrey's top tier wife got the got the role i mean if it wasn't for that i probably would not have paid attention to really Haley steinfeld like that oh. i would have oh, i, I thought you were gonna say the series no no no, 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 no not the series not the series <laughs> i would have watched it regardless okay, okay but okay. is it, it's it's if it wasn't for the series i wouldn't have paid attention to Haley. yeah uh, as much as I do now. Yeah. Is that weird to say? No, not at all. Because her all. song is banging, man. <laughs> so catchy. Oh Sam's so annoyed at me sometimes when I be singing that because I just be singing it. <laughs> Baby, all I want to do is coast with you. Feel the real <laughs> He's dancing. With you. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But yeah, if it wasn't for the Hawkeye series, I probably wouldn't you know, be mm-hmm. as obsessed as I am with Haley Steinfeld. Oh, I completely agree with that because it's same goes for me and like Florence, for instance. Like I like Florence. I, I ah. like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Her as Yelena is what hit me the most. And I think that's, that's why I love mm-hmm. the MCU. I know a lot of people will always say like, oh, like they were big before. And it's like, yeah, they probably were. I yeah. just wasn't exposed to them for, in that, for you. in yeah. that form of media. Exactly. But then that's why I like, the MCU where it's just like like oh this person was so good in this role yep 
what have they done before? Because mm-hmm. now, I'm, now I'm just like, oh, I'm upset. Like, oh, they were in this? Yeah. Oh, I'm like, what? Uh? Exactly. What? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So no shame. No shame in that game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Suggested reading. How about some suggested reading? There's a, there's a couple of titles here. So we'll try and breeze right through these. But uh, I suggest both the 20, uh, 2005 and 2013 runs of Young Avengers from uh, Alan Heinberg, Jim Chung, John Dell, and Justin Ponser, as well as Kieran Gillen, Jamie McKelvey, Mike Norton, and Matt Wilson. <laughs> I wanted to mention that at the end of each comic, there's the letters to the editor, right? And for yeah. every, every title, it's different. It's a different title. It's always something cleverly punny. And so for Young Avengers themselves, do you want to give a stab at what you think there's? Go for it. Young Avengers, Sassemble. S- <laughs> yep. I didn't write it. I didn't write it. Why? <laughs> Sassemble. Because they're sassy. <laughs> so funny it's a the, the tw- that's a 2013 one and that one's that makes sense it's that's the one where the the, the instagram yes yeah so it's pretty funny um 2018's west coast avengers from kelly thompson stefani caselli and triana farrell um that one's a fun series it features a tag a team lineup that we mentioned in the america chavez episode that includes both hawkeyes as well as america quentin choir fuse Gwenpool and Jeff the Land Shark, as well as many land sharks, uh, with various cameos from like Tigra, a character named Brodock. You is re- that the brother of Modok? No, no, no. He is Modok if he was a bro. Cheese. <laughs> but not the kind of bro that we we might think of. But like he is like, can I say douchey bro? So he's like. <laughs> He's like blonde. I think he's blonde hair, or dirty blonde hair. He wears okay. wife beaters and jeans That's and hilarious. is muscular. And he's like, doesn't know anything worth of, you know, a, what, an ounce of value. That's hilarious. My favorite bit from that entire thing is that like Modoc, you know, how Modoc himself is a giant head with like limbs. Yes. <laughs> Brodoc. At first glance, he looks like a normal character. But then they even mention, I think Gwenpool says it. Somebody says it in the books. They're like, hey, did you notice that his head is like bigger than the rest of his body? <laughs> so his head is like irrationally larger than it's supposed to be. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's so good. Uh, but Jeff the Landshark. Um, <laughs> and then there's also 2021's Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, from uh, Marieki Nijkamp. Uh, Enid Balam, Oren Jr., and Brittany Peer. And so uh, that title chronicles Kate's adventures as a PI and includes what I believe is the most, if not the only, issues um, with her sister's major appearances aside the Young Avengers uh, issue that she's introduced with, The Wedding. Um, And then, last but not least, (laughs) this is a no-brainer, 2012's infamous Hawkeye series from Matt Fraction, David Aja, and Matt Hollingsworth, which is what the series itself was largely based off of, though, lest we forget, Ultimate Hawkeye is the one adapted for the MCU. Um, And the series is iconic. Enough said. So, that all said, that is the end of the show. Oof. Oof. Our girl, Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. I don't know about you. I just want mac and cheese now. 
Oh, I know. <laughs> so, Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Some <laughs> sriracha. Oh, yes. Gosh. So, uh, so yeah. Thanks for listening. Woo. Uh, next episode. So again, you know, like we mentioned at the top of the show, to ensure we stay on track for release schedule, we're gonna be doing a double doozy next time you hear us next next round. Uh, so we're gonna have a character study. That'll release in two weeks after this episode. And then two weeks after that character study, we're going to have a mar- mini Marvel for you. Woo! Uh, so, yeah, suggestions, questions, etc. Who do you guys want to hear? Holla at us. You know, uh, some options that we're thinking of right now or considering for the next episode are, hmm, I don't know, Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, which we haven't done. Yeah. I thought we had. Yeah, from what of what is kind of like a junior OG. Yes. Uh, as well as the Wasp, maybe even Cassie Lang, but... Uh, Considering we'll quantum mania and all, you know, we'll, we'll, yeah. we might want to wait. But uh, yeah, so send us some some of your your thoughts. Uh, we are Groot. Salute once again to new Patreon patron Eve. Thank you again, as well as Jenny, Ariel, Andrew, Nats, Andrea, Claire, Ed, Ashley, the Arachnard, Joliz, Katie, Melanie, Laura, Tyler, and Robin. Follow us on social at strkcntrst. And if you like what you hear. Review, rate, and subscribe. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much. We have a lot. We have like a couple, you know, it's the start of a new year. Thanks for sticking by us last. Has it been two years? Almost two years. Almost two years. Yeah. We had two years in April. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we have some cool cool things we have planned for this year. For sure. We're just... So um, stay tuned for that. And thank you for always continuing to support us. Like, we have so much fun doing this. Yeah. Like, the fact that we haven't missed a release (laughs) date yet at all and refuse to yes even with even with me gonna be gone for two weeks yeah i refuse to yeah we're gonna do it baby we got this we got this thank you guys again and we will catch you in the next one bye bye what are we doing i mean it's christmas eve let's grab a drink huh okay yeah cool sure after i get barton no, no, that no, that's not what come on, let's say you don't get anything. No.